Hi, I'm John. And I'm Colin. And I'm the cabin's really fortunate wolfhead. This is Hold Up. This is the show where we talk about movies from long ago and not so long ago and see if they hold up. Statistical fact. Cops will never pull over a man with a huge bong in his car. Why? They fear this man. They know he sees further than they, and he will bind them with ancient logics. Oh my god. I'm on a reality TV show. My parents are going to think I'm such a burnout. Yeah, I uh, had to dismember that guy with a trowel. What have you been up to? Cue the theme, theme song. I'm so sorry I almost shot you. I probably wouldn't have shot you. I'm sorry I let you get attacked by a werewolf and then into the world. Giant evil gods. I wish I could have seen them. I know. That would have been a fun weekend. Let's get this party started. All right. What happens when you combine some fantasy and some thinking about prominent horror characters and then putting it together with this crazy hoose and a bunch of kids and some rituals and some savage murder and other crazy shit all set within a planet Earth that I don't really get. What do you have? Cabin in the woods. Um, from the semi-big brain, maybe? At least just probably normal size brain like the rest of us. Joss Whedon um, produced and wrote this along with uh, the director, Drew Goddard. So, man, we are just piling on these movies recently, especially some of these horror films where we get the directed and written by which if you look historically back at the holdup formula, which doesn't really exist, but I bet you could find some interesting patterns. We'll have to have AI listen to all of our episodes and figure out what's kind of said in terms of positive or negative sentiment. But um, yeah, written directed once again, same as Tucker and Dale. Um, and uh, I can't think of the other specifics, but damn it, they're there. What else did he do? You can believe me. Drew Goddard? Yeah. Um. I don't think he did too much. He worked on Buffy as a writer, so Buffy, Josh, which is how he hooked Whedon. up with Joss. He was the creator of that, was he not, Joss Whedon? Yeah. Because it was his Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Actually, wasn't that in the title, Joss Whedon's Buffy the Vampire Slayer? Uh, maybe it was. Maybe it wasn't. Um, he wrote Cloverfield and World War Z. He should be shot for World War Z because that's an excellent uh, book if anyone hasn't read World War Z really interesting take on the zombie apocalypse and they turned it into a even though the book is written in chapters and each chapter is a different take and timeline in the zombie apocalypse from start to potential finish world war z is just this stupid zombie action movie with brad pitt how about that nice how about that folks could have been a show anyway i digress uh kristen connelly chris hemsworth anna hutchison Fran Kranz, Jesse Williams, a couple other people. Oh, like Richard Jenkins and Bradley Whitford from... Um, Richard Jenkins would have been all over um, many shows that you've seen. Six Feet Under, he was the dad, is the one I know him mostly. Yeah. Um, and then Bradley Whitford from uh, West Wing and, and a couple other things. So, like, you got uh, some, some competent people mixed in with some young blood. Chris Hemsworth, this would have been very early... Oh his, yeah, for uh, sure. Filmography, like he was acting in the early to mid two thousands, but you know the first kind of place I really remember seeing Hemsworth was in that first uh, Star Trek relaunch, whatever year that was, because he played Kirk's dad. He has that whole opening scene. 
Yeah, and where, he, where he like suicides himself with the that's shit. That's him. I yeah, thought that was him. uh I thought that was uh uh somebody else. I'm pretty uh, sure it's this no, Hemsworth. No, it was it no, it was absolutely this Hemsworth. He's the absolute first person. Uh 2009 apparently was that. So he would have spun off his little cameo there, which he did really well and I think people were like were like, "Hey, who's that guy?" Um I Maybe this is a really weird place to start this episode just to get a little convo flowing with the buys. Um, is that it is so fucking obvious that Hemsworth juiced up steroids so crazily to get up to the Thor character. And you need look no further than this movie and that Star Trek movie where he is a fit man and normal sized for his height and weight. But uh, yeah, you call, just you call steroids. He's oh, much man. Sm- the, all those 100%. guys use steroids. What they was, all do. One of them even said, uh, like one of the Hollywood guys even said, like, like we're all on steroids. Like if you see somebody that's jacked up, like like these 40 yeah. and 50 year old actors that have like fucking eight packs. And Hugh Jackman picks. for Wolverine is the b- most clean example like that. Yeah. Y- it's not only that I know it from the physiology change, right? Like you just cannot get that big. Even if you work out all day, every day, like there's a limit and you need to let your body rest. So there's only so much that you can do. So bragging that you're in the gym eight hours a day, all the people who are into fitness uh, would call bullshit. But I've seen people who know about these drugs um, do profiles. There's a, a channel on YouTube. I wish I could plug it for the guy right now, but he does pretty good without our, our meager help anyway. But he shows their filmography and he's like, so up to this point, obviously he works out, but nothing big. And this was an 07. Here he is in 09 and look at the difference. And then he can tell from like the vascularness of their veins and other other physical attributes they have of what they've been using because there's GHG, there's... There's a whole bunch of different stuff. Um, anyway, it's it. I laughed a lot at this movie because the poor man, like what you got to do for fame and for everybody else to get super into you, but that cannot be healthy. That's why these guys are like, I can't deal with the workout regime anymore. It's not just because they're hitting the gym hard. It's because they're wrecking their bodies with tons of drugs. Yeah, but look at Schwarzenegger. That guy hit the juice harder than any of these guys. Unbelievably hard. Yeah, and, those Mr. Universe guys. in the guys, old days yeah. when it was straight but I fucking thought, horse so material. The Mr. Universe guys were allowed to use steroids? Well, they just didn't test as thoroughly, and I think it was way easier to beat. Like these guys have a bunch yes. of ways to cheat, and now they're way sophisticated with their technology and their so, anti-cheating techniques. So let me but say yeah. some names, Back and then, you guys it was Wild West. So let me say some names, and you guys tell me steroids or no steroids. So uh, Chris Pratt, steroids. Sweet. Uh, I don't know about Pratt. No, I haven't seen him. Guardian. I'm going to say 100% of your list is steroids. Okay. But go on. Yeah, because I was going to say. In some way, Pratt's, shape, or form, yeah. Pratt's pretty whipped in Guardians. Dude, I think it was I think it was the, what's his name from Sonny? Um, was he on the roids? McElhinney. Oh, uh, yeah. he, he says, he, he even says he about like working out to get in that shape. <clears throat> he's like, this is. This is just straight up impossible for a normal person. Like it is. It is. Like, that's that's the by yourself. That's the sad part is that I don't mind if it gets done and then they make movies and look at Thor and his body, right? Like that's an accomplishment. And if you have to do some things, as long as he's not putting himself at permanent health risk, then those are decisions that you can make, right? If you're competing in sport, whatever, make the drugs illegal because that brings out the unfairness. But this is fucking looking some way for a movie. Um, But I don't like that they are going out there. All the guys who did the 300 movie, like all the training they did, sure. But like Gerard Butler, Roy did the fuck for that. Yeah. and they go on like saying it was just hard work and here's the 300 workout. It's like bullshit. Like show the other shit too. at least be honest about it. 
Yeah, you know what? John's right because what that does is it, it makes people believe that they just can't do it because they're lazy pieces of shit. That's right. Yeah. And it's just like That's if, you, right. if you could look like this, if you just, you know, put some commitment and the hard work in, but oh, yeah. you yeah. didn't? Oh, no, you're going to look like shit then. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah, it's yeah. not fair. It makes it makes that it's like uh, the filters on Instagram. It's the, true. The standards it's the exact are crazy, same thing. Man. Yeah, it's and and calling thing. it calling it real, like being like, oh no, that was <clears throat> me. It's like bullshit. Um, yeah, okay, well that was. About it. I don't think particularly Chris Hemsworth is a um, one of those promoters of saying how hard he works. I haven't like seen any of that. I, I do know that. that like the three hundred no, movie, I would say it was particularly guys, guilty. It's funny that you guys say that. Because there is uh, something on Instagram where you can uh, you can buy something where you can get all of his workout training so that you can be just like him. So right, no, okay. you're wrong. <laughs> all right, sorry. Yeah, and you're making the, money from that shit. It's, Fuck you. And it's the training from the latest movie he did of Thor, Thor: Love and Thunder, or whatever. That's it's yeah. the yeah. Thor: Love and Thunder workout. Like he <laughs> he still got to put in work, right? He still has to do the work. Of course, but it's, yes. yeah. it's the addition of the supplements and the drugs to a like scientifically regulated like blood tests every day, piss tests all the time, right? You have, a, you have a private chef. You have yeah. a fucking doctor working with you. Um, yeah, and trainers for different elements like weight training trainers, versus uh, cardio training. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and then weapons, like all that stuff put together. That's so, the I mean, thing. all of us could fucking be crazy jacked or yeah. reasonably we, like jacked if we had infinite resources and the same people surrounding us. Like, if we yes. could just access that pool no problem. And, that, and those resources, we would just have a great time. Yeah. And they get like the I mean, best a great people. time for a while, but like, you know, when you're a certain age, who cares? Start doing drugs. Like, long term <laughs> effects aren't going to catch up with you. But yeah, they, seriously, but they don't just use <laughs> they don't just use like like regular trainers. They use the best trainers in the world. Yeah. These guys get yeah, these guys no, get like true. the best of the best too. Not just some guy at the j- local fucking gym that we have yeah. access to. No, it's Joe who used to help the Olympic team when they're juicing, and now he just on the side works one on one with celebs because it's yeah. not. I don't think it's illegal, right? Like I said, they're not competing in a sport it's where not something to like do that's for a at risk. Movie. No, that's, no, no, but well, it's, it's illegal to do it. It is. Is it? Steroids are illegal. Yes. I don't think that are they though. They're illegal unless prescribed by a doctor, and a doctor shouldn't be prescribing them to increase your performance. He, they, steroid purpose is usually like rehabilitatory or like to compensate like a system that needs that boost. But wouldn't they be getting professional doctors like you're saying to prescribe them with this? So that would make it not le- that would make it legal. No, it would I, make I the figure doctors there's something act un- illegally. Yeah. <laughs> or unethically the doctors, at the very least. The doctors don't fucking make No, the but rules. you just said as if a doctor a legit doctor prescribes it to you, then that's a legal way of using steroids, and that's what's happening in this particular case. But the doctors are on the fucking on the payroll. Yeah, of course they are. <laughs> but I mean, I mean, on the payroll to to prescribe, like the expectation is needed or not, that prescription's coming through. At the minimum, these guys are on test, and I would say the majority, some of them maybe not, because there's definitely freak athletes out there, right? Um, that can go into their fifties and sixties with these like amazing physiques. But I would say the majority are fucking. <laughs> piping needles into their ass and if you're just joining us today this is hold up can your body hold up without the use of steroids in the long term 
answer, and the is, answer no. is no. Um, the answer is no, not if you want to be in movies. Anyway, uh, that was a little bit of fun. Um, I do very much want to look into more of the legalities of steroids and, and see about that shit. But anyway, that's a discussion for another time. Let's get back to this movie where we walk in on some guys in some kind of corporate building slash laboratory and they're discussing peculiar plans you don't quite get what is going on with these guys but goddamn, are they likable as fuck uh and then we run into some uh typical college students five of them in fact gonna jump in an rv and go off to spend a weekend at a uh someone's cousin's cabin something like that um and so once we get back to these boys in the lab, holy shit, they can manipulate a lot to get people to do things, adjusting pheromone levels, adjusting uh, temperature and all that kind of stuff. And they have a real lot of control also in the world as the kids arrive up to the cabin and there is a force field that they have to contend with um, that we kind of get to see. So there's some super cool technology right out of the gate. But I don't know. It seems like the kids are living in this normal type world. And uh, they get to this house and there's some weird shit going on. They go into the basement. There's a lot of toys to play with, but they play with the one that brings this (laughs) backwater woods uh, hillbilly murder family uh, crew alive. Yeah, they're like zombies. They come to life and they come to kill everybody. Sawing off heads and causing bike accidents and uh, stabbing with various implements. Uh, And then the kids start to figure out that there's something more at play, but they also start getting killed. And uh, we got to figure out what the fuck's going on here. It's some kind of weird ritual to appease the fist. Okay, so I have to ask you guys some questions (laughs) because this is the second time I've watched this now, and I still don't know the answer to this question. Are, pe- are, TV, are people watching this on TV or streaming it? Like, the, like are, are people watching this on TV or streaming it? What do you the, uh, who, the, the whole ritual, right? Yeah, are they watching the they ritual? They say you Is know there... who's watching, but I think they mean the whatever the fist, right, down below the earth. But are people around the world yeah, no streaming and no watching this? No one's watching or streaming this. this I, is no, 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 just the, people, just the people in the organization. Yeah, yeah. So it's the yes. other countries who are in the organization. Like China yes. can watch America's. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They can okay, see yeah. what's up with going. Yeah, they yeah, see our monitors. Because they could watch the other ones too. And yeah. stuff. So the only spectators are employees. Yeah, the public at large um, <clears throat> does not seem to this, know because yeah. rumors would start flying. I would assume these kids like have absolutely no idea what's yeah. going on. No, no um, one could know about this. this yeah, would be that's top that, secret, that's what I assumed. But but that's what I assumed. But like they for some reason really wanted some titty. They were like very specific on getting that. And then when he Little got pleasures, it, he was I guess, like, there we, there we go or whatever. And so I thought it was for ratings. This is like, why? Other than your own personal pleasure, which I guess that's, that's what why. it was for. That's the only reason. Well, that, that or a who, betting pool. Who, they who had a betting pool. wondering why somebody wants to see a boob? No, but I, it was the way he was referencing. <laughs> who needs a that, reason? A boob. It was the reason that they were referencing getting it. Like it was like uh, had a bigger significance. Rat, yeah. To like viewership rather than just their own jerking off later spank I thought it was material. for I thought it was for the betting pool that they constantly had going so it would be will she show her tits or not oh maybe yeah. but they're cheating with that stuff too that guy's right they're total cheaters yeah oh yeah so this movie opens with the guys inside the um, organization that are running the American uh, ritual yeah uh, they but they're not the main characters, so they but they so they start with non-main characters. 
It's the setup. It's it's just like it's that it's little quick. teaser of a thing, right? I know. Yeah, yeah. I'm just saying the first people we see are not the main characters. So it is a little confusing in the beginning of this movie to know who I'm following and cheering for. For it takes oh, me it yeah. takes me quite a while to figure out that it is the female well, no. I know it's that female character that likes reading books and and she's not the slutty one and you know, she's the nicer one. The other ones, you know, could be a bit of a bitch. So I know she's the main character, I guess. Yeah. The, but I didn't find it too bad. Like the, the two guys at the front end, that whole scene is very quick. And it's also a little bit engaging because you're like, they seem super chill, but I know what kind of movie I'm watching. So what's going trying, on here? But they're trying to get into that right away so that they can keep. Because how else do you transition from the kids into that? That would be weird, right? That's so like, uh, yeah. I'd I'd kind of yeah. I kind of agree with that. I so mean, it's that not part makes sense. I guess it's just like when uh, when the credits are going and then the movie starts. I I don't I don't know who those people were and should I be rooting for them because you kind of do the first ones. In, I wasn't rooting for them ever. Oh, oh really? really? I just like their chemistry, no. their bro chemistry. It's not that I, I don't mean, enjoy I gotta, them, but I'm I'm glad uh, when things go bad for them. Oh, not me. See, it's the whole fate of the world is at risk. It's, yeah, see, I have a it's roller coaster ride. the way that they're handling ride. it, though. They're handling it like... Casually, in, right? Not even just casually, but like they're very... They're kind of assholes. They're dicks. Like, they're enjoying it. They're enjoying people dying. If if they were taking it like that guy, the guy who doesn't bet, I'd root for him because he's taking it seriously. These are human lives. But those guys are like, oh, let's bet and drink champagne when people get killed. It's like, fuck those guys. No, it's I'm, really I'm interesting. I actually I liked how the movie played with us with those guys in that way, um, because certainly I'm the same. Right. I'm like, oh, my God, these guys are savages just watching for pleasure and they're hinting at something else. But maybe they're just a crazy cult and they don't know why they're doing what they're doing. But as they start to go through with the ritual and I they, they sometimes get excited for certain bits of the hunting and the killing. But at other times they do seem to show a bit of remorse like thank you for your sacrifice kind of thing and that starts to come into it enough that by the end I'm like I guess from their perspective they know there's this unstoppable force ready to be unleashed in the world and that's just how they gotta be like how else would you make sense of your life because like once you're in that organization you can never get out right so like you're just committed Here, to it, keeping it you're telling me 20-30 years of doing that you don't start to look at these kids as just like archetypes because that's all they are. They're just representatives. Yeah, but if of they these were decent archetypes. people, if they were diff- decent people, they would quit and they wouldn't be involved in it. So, but they're saving the world. What are you talking about? It's not an evil enterprise. They're like literally saving the world. Yeah, so they could save the world by taking six prisoners, killing them as the sacrifice. They don't have to go through this elaborate scheme to they uh, do. to, to that's appease the idea. this. That's the idea. They do need to go through a scheme. They can't just imprison somebody and kill them. They talk I know there are rules. Movie. I know there are rules, but they uh, have to suffer. They have to they have to go through these things. They have to be by their own choice. Like all of these things have to happen. But they're not by their it, own choice. That guy's right. That's completely wrong. They give them options, but their hands are all being forced. They don't yes, have to do anything ritual. downstairs. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, but they also don't know that what they're doing will cause their death. No, um, but I mean, they the one of them is even saying, like, this is fucking fucked up. Don't yeah, touch anything. Don't do here. it. Don't read the language, but it gets read. And Yeah, yeah, they read the Latin. Jesus. 
Yeah, no, they make a choice on everything. And the thing is, is like, of course, they don't know the choice is life or death, but we never know what choice we're making is life Ooh, or death. Lice. I was going to say that. Yeah, I know, but that just sounds like an excuse for you to fuck yeah, these people. Nice. That's not, but that's not, that's just an excuse to fuck people over. That's not a real fucking answer to that question. No, the reason to fuck them over is because it's literally like pleasing the giant uh, earth monsters that are fucking below no, the earth. No, but I'm just now. saying, if, if I make a choice to speed, I know there's an inherent danger to that. These people are making no choice at all. They're just putting them in a basement and they're picking up objects that I put in front of them and they're looking at them and touching them. But, like, they're not making a choice to fucking sacrifice themselves. They That's work with what silly. they have. Yeah. yeah, yeah. In I'm a way, they the are making a choice. There. In a way, they never had a choice because they got selected to be a part of this unknowingly. So It doesn't sound like yeah. it was unknowingly. They are all the archetypes. They needed a virgin. So, like, they specifically got a virgin. Well, she's not a virgin because that's when they say they, uh, she goes to this, to this, and uh, the virgin. And she goes, me? virgin and and then sigourney weaver goes we work with what we have but i think she is a virgin otherwise this sacrifice wouldn't work no they say the fucking it's a part of the, it's a joke in the movie i know that was a joke but in my mind it wouldn't work the ritual then if they she wasn't an actual version like when you I ask mean, a teenager that line wouldn't make sense when you ask it no but if you ask a teenager if they're a virgin are they're gonna say no She's going to say people she doesn't want people to know and she's they a look virgin. like this and they're out there deliberately to like fuck. <laughs> OK, well, then that, if that's what if you believe that, then that makes less sense because then the ritual, all of that is meaningless. It's about finding the archetypes. There's not always one that fits perfectly. But the idea is that the gods accept the sacrifice of the people as long as there's like the loose parameters it's. I think we're getting a little bungled down. And we the are, but I'm just saying. No, it's. It's. I'm just <laughs> saying that the people who used to throw virgins into volcanoes to appease the gods would have would have would have hundred percent believed they were throwing in a virgin, not somebody who maybe banged some people a couple of times but wasn't yeah, a slut. Yeah, but don't hold don't hold this like obviously sophisticated sacrifice in the same regard as the as the fucking people who weren't even literate. But that's where it's coming from. I mean, that's where all of this came from. Is is and that's how old these no, gods not, are. No, no, that's not the same thing. These, these are aren't the same gods. volcano gods. I know, but they're not the same thing. The people that were throwing things in volcanoes weren't really doing it. This is a whole different thing. This is a whole different. I, I mean, if you believe, I don't know. Fuck Jesus. Maybe these are the volcano gods. <laughs> it sure seems like the process changed. I'm when did they hand the out the yeah, corporate the memo saying? Changed. Now we need a virgin, a jock, a fucking uh, loser, whatever. And yeah. they all need to suffer. And they're like, what? And they're like, yeah, God sent out a memo. Uh, everyone needs to suffer now. We can't just throw people in volcanoes. But it, and like, oh, but it, but Jesus it, Christ. But it was like, no, no, no. He's not just on the wait. memo. Just wait, though. The modern day athlete, so is a football player. But back in the day, it would have been something else. Like 2,000 years ago, it wouldn't have been a football player. So I'm yeah. saying you're supposed to be sticking with those things and they are in modern contemporary you're society. saying that this so, that this is a derivative uh cult from the original like samoan people that were throwing things in in volcanoes you're saying that that somehow became this giant global sect that those people were tuned into the global network of appeasing the gods somehow on these remote islands and that that same community 
is now the global community for sacrifice. <laughs> I, what I'm nothing saying, to do with all the other sacrificial god people throughout time that would slit the throats of lambs or goats or kids or fucking whatever. What I'm saying is this: these these rituals are supposed to be based on what I saw in the movie twice. It's supposed to be like thousands of years old, and so yeah, these keep their, going on and their on and on. Principles of and so of years. so now they have technology, and so they're obviously not throwing them in a volcano. They're doing it in the way that they're currently doing it. Right. But yes, that they, but as I feel like you changed, took some weird leaps. I understand what you're saying. I feel like you took changed, some weird leaps to get there, but I'm on board with just continuing. Yeah. <laughs> Cause I don't, we're not going to get somewhere <laughs> with the answer that has no answer. Like it's, it's clearly, I think not the Samoan volcano okay, people well, the way that I are running the it, operation. Well, the way I interpret it is she, that girl's a virgin. That's my interpretation of the movie. And the I interpreted it the way the movie said. Yeah, it's e the archetype. It's not she's e a virgin. It's the archetype. Even what's so she's said, the innocent scholar one. Well, she's Chris, obviously so, been been hold. But before. Chris Hemworth called her a virgin too. <laughs> I it's like a tease thing. Well, so is the other thing. That's what I'm saying. No, I think we're lost track. Okay, so Onwards. Yeah. Anyways, all right. Well, that went nowhere. But uh, interesting to see there are different <laughs> perspectives that can be taken. Uh, Deep. This movie is an onion. It's got so many layers of cultural sacrifice built into it. There's a funny, um, there's a funny thing to think about in this movie, also around like what world it's based in. Because um, yeah, like this is a, a world where sacrificey type things takes place, but there's also it looked like normal Earth for 2011 when this was done and came out. Um, so it's really interesting to that this movie goes into like not just one thing like a, a zombie or a ghost or whatever but it's it's like all this evil like imaginary imaginarium stuff that is like actually been somehow brought together and captured and kept in this giant maze underground um and while it is like at times really cool in this movie to have like the massive outbreak of that stuff but i mean like let's let's face it um this world is not going to be doing too good uh, after this movie ends. No. Like that big, the big hand comes out, kills everybody in the temple, anything that's trying to do with stopping. So now there's just going to be some big giant people type things like running around, just going to smite all of earth. Yeah. yeah. The ancient gods, you mean? The ancient gods. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. We see them Evil. at the end of the movie. <laughs> Interesting. So like where would some of the, like, I guess there are gods. So, like the aliens and the all the other stuff. Where did it come from? That's what I end up thinking well, about a little volcanoes, bit. Volcanoes, I think. Collins established. Yeah, I, that's his, right. By I his arrogant giggle just now. Oh, the ancient gods. There's ten thousand <laughs> ancient gods. Pick up a fucking book. All I'm saying is, is that this movie, I accept that these gods are ancient. So that part of the movie, I actually accept. I 100% do because there's like there's like thousands of years of history of people believing in this shit. So that actually works for me in this movie. But like the idea and the way idea that they go about it, though, like and that this is how they ended up, how it ended up evolving into this seems kind of weird. I'm not saying it ruins the movie. It's a lot of fun, but like it just seems like that it became this seems kind of weird. That I that's what I was trying to get at a little bit like that they over time had developed this grid of captured evil creatures based on what everybody was most afraid of and worked up this elaborate 
thing of like all these artifacts are now going to be in a basement. If you touch this one artifact in the right way, you get Sawhead Man with the ball. Yeah, watch out for Sawhead Man and, <laughs> and, and yeah. Werewolf. Right? Look it's out. just Sawhead it, Man. It, it got me thinking once this movie was wrapping. I'm like, okay, so the world is pretty much going to end because even if the giant uh, hand creature. Um, maybe it has a little body, but if it's of that size, it's going to be hard to do anything to that. Plus all the other unmentionable things that can just kill everybody all the time everywhere. Um, but where do they all come from? That's what I end up thinking of. Like, is this whole other thing with alternate universes or that they can create like with the 3d printer, some like horrible shit. Um, yeah. Like, where do they get I, them? I get the, I always kind of just thought that they would have been captured like things like, like the sawhead guy would have maybe came in and they'd have been like, ah, we got from you another planet though. Like, where did he come from? Yeah, another yeah, dimension. I don't know, another dimension. Well, he's like yeah. a pinhead ripoff, so it would be another dimension if that was him. Yeah, but like right? they all could be from somewhere, like werewolves and stuff. Maybe those are natural Earth monsters, right? But based so, based I, on the amounts, I don't really know at based, all. It's based just on my the, guess. Based on the amounts, uh, you would have had to have recruit them. And once again, that seems like a lot of time. Why not just use the same things to kill the kids every time? Just use the zombies. Just use the hillbilly zombies. Why have like 7,000 options? Um, they have that to just, choose their fate. And also they can't build. Just choose one thing. And then also build the, the, ca- the places to keep them and capture them and contain these, these thousands of monsters and beasts. Yeah. Um, <laughs> there is that, like this big fantastical world, but you need to make a leap, like in a well, lot of movies. I think for the yeah. most part that I do make that leap. So it I'm doesn't wreck anything that. for me. It doesn't no. wreck anything. It just yeah. it's it gets me thinking more than most horror movies do, which I'd always ask, like, why ghosts? Why are certain ghosts in certain houses destined to haunt and kill people there? Like, that's such a limited time frame thing to do. It's got to be so boring for them. Like, what is their purpose? So that's bad enough that that's what I think of for horror. But when this happens, I'm like, some of those could be, like, somehow created. I don't know. But ghosts, I don't know. Like, where do ghosts come from? And then you get other beings. and 3D printed. Maybe. Maybe that's it. (laughs) Or it's not real. It's somehow digitally done, like, in that Spider-Man movie where Jake Gyllenhaal played the dude. He was, like, able to manifest all that shit. That's what I thought was happening. But then I was like, no, no, but that's an actual werewolf there in this cage that somehow contains them. And eh, once this whole thing wrapped, I was like, cool. But then how the fuck? And that didn't leave a great taste in my mouth, honestly. No, I know. The first time I watched it, that's I hated all that stuff. And I didn't really, like... I, I mean, the end really annoyed me, actually. The yeah. end end still annoys me, where it's just, okay, a big god destroys the world. Like, to me, that's just such a... It feels lazy, like a lazy little end, right? Yeah. Like Why? What would like, you would have What would you have wanted? Because there's not really more anywhere else to go after everyone's dead and there's the two of them you want to see maybe like something clearly else? like what the gods want is that they wanted these five kids to 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 um suffer right yeah so this ritual went better than anyone could have hoped because hundreds of people suffered instead in the same location just underground in the monster pit right all the people that worked there guaranteed one of them's a virgin. Um, <laughs> and and besides that, like, there's just so many people. What they're trying to do is the gods just need to accept the sacrifice, which is what she said. She said, we work with what we have. What's important is that the god, that people suffer or whatever, and the gods, like, make the ultimate decision, right? Yeah. So 
it, with like the hundreds of people that died there and how that went wrong and all the people that suffered and went bad like to me that's better than the fucking because you still got what did you get three of five in the cabin yeah and then you got 100 people downstairs let's say conservatively 100 people downstairs which guaranteed it's way more yeah it yeah. seemed like the security was just more than that yeah. already yeah yeah so like to me the ending could easily be the gods accepted the sacrifice right like all these people were sacrificed and the gods deemed that it was you know enough yeah and they find out that you can either do this five kid thing or mass ritual suicide and death and obviously yeah. that's not preferred so as soon as we can we'll arrange back to the other one yeah and you can yeah. tell when the gods aren't happy with the way things are going because they grumble, grumble in the earth. They shakes. do. They rumble, grumble a lot. So, I just yeah. It, it, to me, it just feels like you know, like ah, oh, fuck it. We'll just let the world end. Like, I don't like that decision. Um, I, I, I kind of didn't you, mind it. <laughs> and if you do make the decision, then I don't like the ending in the movie where the giant god springs up and smashes everything. Hmm. Because I like I was thinking about it and I would not feel very good about being treated that way by this group no. right? that you've been thrown in and then all of a sudden you figure it out and you're like, I'm deeper than anyone has. And all of a sudden there's this old white lady there being like, you have to die for the greater of mankind. And we're so sorry, but it has to be the case and you will die and you should kill him. Yeah. I'd be like so angry at that point. I might actually make the crazy decision just to be like, fuck it. I'm not going down by them. Let's see these gods come out. And we roll the dice. Everyone here deserves to die for keeping the secret or some shit like that. I don't know. Yeah, but then you remember Colin and I just hanging out at home, me with my daughter, right? And we're just like being people. And you're like, fuck them too. Like I could just die mm. and know that all the people I love are safe. But you're like, fuck everybody. In a moment of rage. I might think of that after actually. I'd be like, oh, mm, maybe we should just call, call, it call after. some peeps. I know it'd be too late. I'd be like, hey, <laughs> get out of the city, baby. Just go it's somewhere. Go somewhere tiny. Yeah, but I mean, I'm I I I'm, I've always been Team Thanos, so I in, in my mind it kind of is funny and works for me the ending. Hmm. Yeah, but Thanos is a way less significant thing than this. Thanos is thinning the herd by half, right? No, I know, but space. People, there's but, a, but there's people, an argument for that. When you erase everything, you're not fixing anything. You're just eliminating no, all no, of but, the options. But people people have been pretty shitty um, when it comes to um, the world and uh, the way that yeah, they treat it. Yeah, but people have also been really good. That's a really simplistic way of it's, looking at it. Look at all the beautiful things out there and good people. Yeah, there is. It's just that there's a lot less of those people <laughs> than the shitty ones. So, I don't think there is. I don't think there is. Me. I think it's a small number of really shitty people, but their impact is so large. It is very and large. And then there's a huge number of uh, lazy, complacent people, and then a small number of, uh, or a large number of people who are good. Well, it's the mm. mass, the masses that are the lazy and complacent ones, yes. But that doesn't get them off the hook, does it? <laughs> well, no. Like they say, there's nothing, uh, all you need for the evil to, uh, to succeed is the complacency of, uh, yeah. of a decent man. Totally. Um, Okay, well, sounds like not everybody is on the same page in terms of like backstory and surrounding and the universe that was created here. Um, let's jump into like the they actual. They don't provide the image of it, so so the argument is like got no answer because no, we're that's just, we're just left with the idea that there's gods, not that there is any certain gods. But they yeah. could be Zeus. They could be giant shit monsters. 
We, yeah, we don't know what the gods are, but they're taking a lot from the, the horror. They're ripping off all of the horror stuff from like the whole history of all of horror, right? Yeah, that's yeah. what it seems no, to no, me. No, no, no. Yeah, no, this movie's a, a giant satire. Yeah. Yeah, I looked up like the li- it's, there's hundreds of monsters that can be identified in this movie. There's whiteboards with lists. There's the shot of the thing opening up and all the monsters coming out and stuff moving around there. And I, I looked it up. There's like hundreds of creatures. Some of them, um, some of them uh, based on like some games like Left for Dead. Um, yeah. Then there's some other that that are taken from um, other movies or other other uh, nostalgic whatever the fuck like Merman or whatever Mer Lady whoever eats uh, Brad Whitaker's face um, oh, or Merman. <laughs> Merman, Merman. Yeah, that's it. He, that's um, it. Even when things are going wanted. good, he's like, he's like, I guess, yeah, sure, I guess. I just uh, thought it would be a lot cooler if there Merman. was a Merman. I, I guess I like, just to say my last piece on this is, I like <clears throat> some of like how big it can seem and that like there was so much danger around and all the, like the monsters themselves, cool, right? It just, I, what I don't like is all the questions it left me with. That yeah. didn't settle with me very well. And so then, it, yeah, I just, it, it got my imagination running too much for me to be like, wow, this set me up and gave me a direction to go in my thinking. And boom, that could be this, could be this. Well, cool. Instead, it's like, could be fucking anything. And it's not really satisfying. That's all. And and there, this uh, for a horror movie, this isn't like super scary. It's more well, gore. It's a comedy. It's more I don't know if it's a comedy. And, uh, it is a comedy. I don't know. Yeah, it has some, it has light moments. I guess it. I think it's see, a it's not. It's not as funny as uh, Tucker and Dale. So, it's fu- but it's funnier than it is scary. But way, but like way, but the horror stuff is. I guess funnier. you're right. No, no, you're right. I was I was thinking, and where I was going to drive the discussion next was in the actual like horror elements of this, like uh, Chicky getting the crap beat out of her and head sawed off, and and people getting stabbed through the neck and all that. So, so like, there's enough like viciousness in this movie yeah to me though that's more gore and not scary i'm not scared by it i'm repulsed by it yeah i'm repulsed by it too and and seeing people like so terrified as they're about to be killed that that never sits well with me yeah but once again i think that all works for the the way they did it in the movie all that all works yeah Mm. i think they did a good job of that i mean hemsworth's death is like the funniest awesomest part of this movie yeah. That the whole scene leading up to where he's like going to get on the bike and go be the guy who rescues them. And they're like, should you do oh, Just I'll do it. I'll do it. And you're wondering if he's going to land the jump and he just fucking smashes into a wall and dies. I love pretty, that. It's pretty awesome. It's long and drawn out, too. And in that way, it works for the movie. So I, I, I laughed very heartily at that one. The other thing they do that's really smart is they they make the uh, Marty character seem like he's not going to survive for very long and, and they set it up that way, but then he ends up being outlasting everybody. You, yeah, I do like that too. One of the better guys. The only girl I'm confident is going to die is her friend. Um, yeah, the, the Jules. Bimbo. Yeah, you know she's going to go just because that, that seems to be horror horror movie like 101, but yeah, then you end man. up wondering like the, the, you know, the hot new guy who she's into seems like he's maybe going to be the hero to pull her out. Hemsworth, you feel like he's like a bigger name now, but you're pretty confident he's going to die, but he seems pretty tough to kill. And you definitely think the stoner guy is going to be gone because he's like the stoner guy. He gets stabbed in the back so crazily. I don't know how he survives, but <laughs> yeah, he sure does. There is um, there, the, the way that that guy dies too. the uh, the one that she's interested in um, doesn't make a lot of sense because they show the handprint on the camper of one yeah. of the zombies 
those guys like drive while the zombies in the camper and they drive through the tunnel and it collapses then they like drive back and hang out take off the motorbike and set that all up and meanwhile that zombie's what he's just in the bathroom like yeah. why why was he not killing he doesn't come until after Hemsworth's dead he doesn't like come out of the wherever he was i don't know where he was I, that camera's not that big I, I got the impression that he hopped in while they were doing the motorbike thing no it when they were when they were wanting to leave the house it, they closed the door on the camper and it shows a handprint of a zombie yeah uh, yeah and that's okay. that they yeah. all this whole movie's filled with the the wink the bird hitting the the bird hitting the forest field i mean they do it throughout the whole movie and it's effective um, you know, if they didn't have that bird hitting the force field earlier, it wouldn't have made any sense. And the same no, with the hand. Give, you have to give a camper. situation. The hand on the camper wouldn't have made any sense that there is. A, well, it would have made less sense. Isn't that just good directing? Well, it's just, it's it's just horror movies. Right? Horror movies do this a lot, right? Like they just like set stuff up for later. Or, yeah, all stories do. The gun, you know, on the, the guys. They show the guy putting the gun on his ankle. So we can have it for later, whatever it is. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, they do. But I they thought do it was competent. No, it was competent, definitely. Um, yeah, I thought it was directed well. I thought I yes. think this movie is is well done. Everything's yeah. set up. Yeah, it looks good. Um, All the MacGuffins are in there. There is tension when it comes to it. You're like waiting for the next thing to happen. You know, there's these evil people out there, and then like as they start to battle, and you realize how strong and unkillable they all are you start to get that sense of dread yeah um they do kill some i see i i, I like well marty like that. dismantles I, that guy with a trowel yeah i hate when the i hate when the bad things um get can't be killed it, it's kind of lame doesn't really give it, the hero much to do like they yeah, can't no, overcome no something that's completely unstoppable so like what do you why would you set it up that way it doesn't it's silly yeah yeah so they do yeah that hand i love that hand uh grabbing that guy's ankle in the elevator and stuff once again that was all set up really well yeah it's fun this movie is really fun it I, is I, had, actually. I, I enjoyed myself the second time watching it again and i picked definitely picked up on a lot of new things watching it the second time um i it feels fresh the humor feels really fresh still after all these years yep, um yeah and the performances and stuff are good by all the actors. There's like not really one weak link for an a for the actors. No, that was one of the parts I really appreciated. <clears throat> there wasn't a single character I thought was out of place anywhere in this movie. Yeah. Um. So so that part gets a big kudos from me too. Like, cause the characters end up being somewhat likable, if not unbelievable. Like, it's kind of again, that's part of horror canon. Is you know, you have your jock, you all these like set archetype characters. Chris Hemsworth just also knows about economics books. And which ones that that they uh, they all did? Three of the four of them were uh, were economics geniuses. Yeah, like okay, so like here's this textbook that you should read. Said no one ever, right? Like that <laughs> kind of shit going down. Just did, I was like, uh, okay, interesting way to set these people up. Because I don't think you just didn't need it. You got like generally how they were. Like the blonde girl is going to be like more outgoing and more likely to screw the hot blonde guy who's also very outgoing and athletic. And she's a little bit more shy. And this new guy does seems to be too. But he's fucking cut out of stone when he takes his shirt and pants off immediately. Yeah, uh, and he's the scholar, if you can believe it. 
Yeah. And it was I, um, it was really funny as I was reading up on this movie that uh, Fran Kranz, who's the, the stoner, um, d- doesn't um, take his clothes off in this movie or like for the swimming scene or anything like that, because dude is actually quite ripped, too. And so uh, if he had taken his uh, shirt off at all, he probably would have been bigger than Hemsworth and be like, that's not quite the stoner profile we're looking for here. So he's always heavily, heavily clothed. Delish. Yeah. That's it. It's um, very, it's very, this movie is very unique in, in its structure as well. The structure is pretty unique. Um, Like the, the way, the, the way, even with the way it ends, because uh, it's a down ending, obviously. The thing yeah. is, is they're yeah. both going to die. They're both going to die either way. Like, they're both mortally, I think, mortally wounded. She is. I don't know if he is, but he, she is. He, he was stabbed in the back with I mean, but he should have been dead. Shit. Yeah, no, I guess. But yeah. I'm just saying they're I both for- mortally wounded. So I would have, I could have lived with it, him turning the gun on himself and saving her, maybe. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I, I guess I could be down with that. I would have liked that, too. <clears throat> Yeah, that's fair. Um, like, okay, so what if what if the ritual did work, like Brent said, uh, but because everyone to do in this thing is dead, the those two take over the the cult. Eh? Eh? And then you Brandon see them, them at the charge. office. You see them at the office, and then yeah, they and come then they're, in and they're, they're doing the next one because they yeah, realize you, how necessary later, it is. It says, well, it'll just be her because he'd have to kill himself. Yeah, and <laughs> what what's with it's um, just her. It's so funny when Sigourney Weaver takes an axe to the back of the head and then Marty just kind of kicks the her body and the, and the patient's lady um, <laughs> off. And it's like, thanks a lot. You saved my life. Bye. Sacrifice. Sacrifice. Um, yeah. Music and everything, nothing really stood out to me music-wise, actually. Maybe that's a good thing. Yeah, no, the music was fine, too. Okay. Cool. The guy who did uh, De- uh, Christopher Nolan's early films did this. David Julian. Uh, yeah, this like ninety-five minutes. It was the right length for me. It didn't. It didn't seem to drag in any areas. I liked every time we came outside of the goings on to the guys in the office because they had such good chemistry, uh, yeah. and things were, they kept things interesting enough there, for, and they never spend too long at any given moment there. Um, I guess like maybe once or twice I wish things had moved a little faster, but not to say that anything should have been cut and nothing drags. It's just, you know, let's get on with it at times. You get that kind of feeling. Yeah. You guys are right. Even though I don't root for um, uh, those two guys that are in that are controlling the show, I still enjoy all of the scenes with them. And I yeah. think they're funny. And but I want to see them get their sh- I want to see them get their due. But I still yeah. enjoy watching do. them. Yeah, and that's fine. Like yep. I'm totally fine when they, if if they would have died and Marty would have saved the world by killing himself, I would have loved that. Yeah. Yeah. I just feel like they, as the creators, the writer and the director, felt like they had to like have a big splashy ending with, with the you know the world ending. Maybe I don't know. I don't think it was necessary. <laughs> I think the Marty's sacrifice actually would have been better yeah or marty doesn't do it and nothing happens and yeah. they go oh, oh have we been wrong about this the whole time yeah that's funny too the only thing you or have to do really is that ending and you have the virgin shoot him yeah and then it'd be really dark yeah and then she takes over 
Yeah. No, I like the idea. I like the idea of nothing happening, actually. So now my vote is the idea that nothing happens and they were like all stupid. In order to do the the nothing happened ending, you have to take out all the earthquakes, but that's it. Because you could still show them releasing blood. They could be built on a volcano. (laughs) There you go. There you go. That incorporates college. And we came full circle. Just fixed it. Nice, and it was a volcano sacrifice after all. I kind of like all that, but there'd still be the case of where the fuck all those creatures. Anyway, uh, it sounds like we're ready to start calling it. Um, Let me go first to offer my opinion and say this movie does hold up. Um, It's it's okay. It's okay. I think this has like 92% on Rotten Tomatoes and people went fucking apeshit for this. Um, It's not that good, but it's not bad. Uh, it gets everything done along. It leaves me with too many questions, but I have a really weird mind like that. I think other people could just say, oh, fuck, all those creatures are free. And there's a big fist. Wow. Craziest ending ever. And you'd be wrong, but uh, that'd be that'd be okay. You could feel that way about it. Um, because the actors, there were like enough elements of this movie that came together. Um, and, and especially the two guys in the office with their, with their chemistry. It's great. Um, from that perspective so it's good enough it's just good enough it's not any worse than it was it didn't like lose anything over the years um and this is definitely a fresh take on things yeah. uh that i think that's why people kind of were were drawn to it and so for those reasons i, I i'd say it holds up it's absolutely fine movie i i, I could go next because i want to see brent what brent says i want to save his philosophy okay brent <laughs> yeah yeah give her yeah you know the the thing that i will say is after i watch it this time and this is the second time I would watch it again. <laughs> so I think it's so fun and I enjoy. You would world. watch it again. Yes, I, yeah, I, I'd watch it a third time. I, I, I was happy to watch it a second time. It wasn't that I didn't like it. I had just watched it as why. But, um, but I, yeah, I would watch it a third time. It's, it's fun. This movie is really fun and the acting is fun and the, the premise is fun. And uh, it's it's very over the top and like it's a parody. It's it's fine. Like John said, there's nothing wrong with it. It's not revolution. It, it's not revolutionary or groundbreaking, but it's certainly entertaining. If it does one thing, it entertains. And uh, and it's it's not trying to have some crazy big message. If they tried to have some big message like where where the gods have to come back because we're all such pieces of shit. And they would have like tried to lean into that and stuff and be bigger than what it was. That would have ruined the movie. But they never do that. They it's just fun, right? It's a very very fun movie. So I yeah, like it. I think it. you're right about that. I think what's your what's your final words that you have to say? Oh yeah, it holds up. <laughs> it I think up. Um, it, it holds up. I think they they win by not by not reading into a bunch of that stuff. Like you said, like there's. You don't need to know the origin of a lot of this stuff where it no, no, absolutely on. not. Like that would muddy the movie up, and it would mm-hmm. it would totally slow down the pace, which is what makes this so enjoyable. Is that it's just like even the beginning when you set up that there's like this lab or whatever else going on, that setup is done very quickly, right? You yeah. are into it, and then uh, you see those guys, blah blah blah, little nod to something else happening. Bam, we're on the college kids. The college kids, really quick intro. Everyone's a genius. One guy's a stoner. One girl's a slut. Now we're in the camper and we're at the fucking place. Like we, like we stop at gas, right? And Mordecai gives his weird fucking 
prophetic doom shit, right? Yeah. And that and that is the moment, mm-hmm. by the way, that they talk about being like their first decision is that the the harbinger of doom at the fucking gas station is the um, warning sign, and they chose to ignore it and continue on. So, um, yeah, I might have even cut out. I might have cut cut a lot of that stuff out a lot because I think the one place they give too much detail is that. That about see, like, I like that stuff, but just as a horror fan, because that's all a nod to like the hills have eyes and all that stuff, right? Where they're like they're heading out to a remote place. There's this last fucking chance gas place. The guy inside or the woman inside or whoever's inside is like, you know, doom is coming. Be careful, whatever. Oh, it's no, like no. The, I just the mean the rules. Warning. Sorry, I didn't mean that part. I like all that. Oh, part OK. Too. I just meant I, w- I they shouldn't have ha- talked about the rules so much. They, they would have still been able to talk about it, the fool and all of that stuff and who has to die first. But I, I feel like they, they didn't need to get into that much as, as much as they got into that. They could have by like, talking about the rules, you you create questions in our in our heads about but, what the rules are. But that's okay though, because we have like these giant cages of hundreds of cages of crazy monsters too. So so that's yeah. more fun. Don't 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 go in there that so much. Just if they could they could have just pulled back on that stuff a little bit, had it, but just not talked about it as much. Yeah, I think I that like, would have been better. I like that. Yeah. But like I don't know, like I haven't seen it enough to know where you what you could pull back. But I, but I, other than that, I don't really have any complaints. Yeah, it was it's a lot of fun. I couldn't be more surprised by you guys. Huh. I um, well, just because like I I know this movie is fun, right? It works. Um, <laughs> but I was I was a little concerned because for me, like the ending, the first time I watched this movie, like I say, I didn't like it. And I was a horror fan, and, and John, I think, mentioned that there was, like, a ton of buzz about this. This movie was so... Um, yeah. It just hit the r- perfect. And, yeah. um It's good timing. And I, when I watched it, I didn't like it. I was, like, kind of bummed out. I guess just like Exorcist, right? Didn't like Exorcist first time. I did like it this time. Um, and I and this one, I, I like the second time. Um, More. Well, this is my third time, I guess, now. But... Uh, it holds up for me. I I love horror yeah. stuff and kind of seeing the whole collection of everyone in there and do all that stuff. It's I really a total enjoy geek, it. nerdy movie. I liked it better the second time than I liked it the first time. Yeah, it is. It is a geek. But uh, I movie. liked it's, it the first time though too. But I just kind of like disregarded it. But like I I I watched this. I I watched this in my hotel on my iPhone, like twisted sideways on my bedstand and uh, laying in my bed. That's how I watched this and still like thoroughly enjoyed it. <laughs> so what the hell is that all about? <laughs> so 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 I knew it was gonna I knew I was gonna say hold up. I, I was just interested to hear what you guys were saying for sure. Nice. Yeah, no, I mean it holds up to me. I like horror and this is um is a fresh uh, I guess look. I consider it like you said though, a comedy. I don't really consider this a horror. No, but I there's a it, lot of horror comedy. Tucker and Dale yeah, isn't really right. a horror, but it's a horror comedy. Yeah, you're yeah. right. Tucker and Dale is, yeah, you're right. That's fair. I find this to be more horror than Tucker and Dale and Tucker and Dale to be more funny, but I guess they're both horror comedy that just be slightly on different ends of the spectrum. Yeah, yeah there's the, like the jokes in every shifts. scene of this movie. There's yeah. always jokes. Like you guys were just talking about the the guy at the store. Um, I love the scene when the two guys from the office are chatting with that guy and they end up laughing because he's so wackadoo crazy. 
yeah. and they, they can't help themselves but have speaker speakerphone. That whole thing is yeah. like really, really well done comedy as well. So, oh, so yeah. that, that works. And he keeps, and Mordecai even keeps going, God damn, am I still on speakerphone? Like, yeah. he yeah, loses the whole, yeah. like, uh, you know, the end is nigh guy. Yeah, yeah. Okay, well, uh, November coming up here. We've got a few months, uh, not a few months, a few movies to lock down here. So coming in at you next week, Colin mentioned this one. We think it's going to be a bit of fun. The Wedding Singer with Mr. Sandler. Um, After that, we're going to have our Remembrance Day episode um, be the King's Speech uh, with Mr. Firth and um, what's-his-face, that other guy, (laughs) Jeffrey Rush, Jeffrey Rush. Uh, (laughs) So I have high hopes for that one. Then for uh, fan of the pod, Hillary, we're going to get some Romeo and Juliet action going on. I don't know if she's going to like what we have to say about it, but we're going to have some she's things not. to say. She, she, she's not. I haven't, I honestly <laughs> haven't seen this movie in 20 years. Easy. I haven't either, though. I haven't. So, hey, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe, maybe it's going to be, gonna be around. ahead yeah. of its time. Uh, and yeah, I think possibly. I should not. I think I shouldn't do that episode. <laughs> you can just nod on the cam here and we'll see what you <laughs> think. But no words will come out. And then uh, for the end of the month, it's going to be a surprise episode. We'll announce it a little bit later on in November because it's Mr. Brent's birthday episode. So he can literally pick whatever he wants. He's like, I want to do the cabin in the woods again. No, no, that's not how it works. We'll have to restrict you there. No, no, no. Probably Caligula. Probably Caligula. (laughs) All right. All right. So we'll get that one into your ear holes in a little bit. Uh, Other than that, though, folks. This one was a lot of fun. We had a, a good time with our October movies. We had Saw get some thumbs down. Requiem for a Dream get some thumbs up. Poltergeist was down. Tucker and Dale was up. And Cabin in the Woods all up for that one. So uh, that's a rare uh, three out of five month for Hold Up. But that's great, especially considering horror movies and how much I typically despise them. I think we made some good picks this year, so we'll see what we can pull at you for next year. But we'll get our November ones into you, then we'll get into some maybe holiday little bitty ones in December, but also some just plain old good movies. So tune back in next week for The Wedding Singer. Thanks for coming out for this one, folks. It's always a pleasure to have you. We'll see you next time. And as always, enjoy your shit. Thanks for listening, everyone. Make sure you follow us on Instagram. Our handle is holdup underscore podcast. You can fire us a comment or two, add a movie to our wish list, and we always post a hint about our next episode in the middle of the week. Feel free to drop us an email directly if you've got some feedback for us. Our email is podcast.holdup at gmail.com. Our podcast can be found where most podcasts are these days. Podbean, iTunes, Google Play Music, Spotify, and Player FM.